Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And welcome to a greatly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Beginning this week, Saskatchewan Agriculture Today starts following the 12 noon news package. It's designed to provide you with the latest farm market news and information Monday through Friday. Today we have the first crop report of the season from Saskatchewan Agriculture. StatsCan releases its latest seeding survey. And SARM reacts to the province's huge effort to rebuild the economy due to the COVID-19 outbreak. There's a feature on farm sales of meat and hail insurance expanding on the internet. The farm weather remains in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle today, call them today at 424-2967. The first Saskatchewan crop report of the season says seeding is 7% complete, compared to the five-year average of 9%. Crop extension specialist Sarah Tetland says a slow start to spring has delayed field operations in many areas of the province. So provincially, seeding is at 7%. This is just below the five-year average for this time of year, which is normally 9%. So seeding off to a slow start? In some areas of the province, it has been a little slow, just with the cool temperatures and with it still being wet out. A lot of farmers haven't been able to get out into the field yet. So by region, how does the seeding look? So most of the progress for seeding has been in the southeast region, which is at 10%. The southwest region is at 9%. The West Central region is at 7%. Both the East Central and Northwest regions are at 2%. And the Northeast region is at less than 1% seeded. Which areas had rainfall? There has been rainfall throughout the province. The Southeast and East Central areas did get more rain than the rest of the province this week. Which had the highest rainfall? The Indian Head area received the highest amount at 37 millimeters. What's the topsoil moisture rating? Provincially, the cropland topsoil moisture rating is 7% surplus, 81% adequate, 11% short, and 1% very short. The hay and pastureland topsoil moisture is rated at 2% surplus, 77% adequate, 19% short, and 2% very short. Is there much crop left to harvest? I believe last fall there was like 2 million acres left out over winter. Yes, I don't have numbers available for you. A lot of farmers have been able to get out into the field and harvest the 2019 crop, but there still is quite a bit of crop out. What have you heard? How does the crop look that's been harvested this spring? The quality of the crop does vary quite a bit depending on the field. I know some producers reported that they were pleasantly surprised with the quality and it was coming off dry. I know there has been reports of deer and other animal droppings that farmers will have to clean out of the seed. There has been some yield loss compared to harvest in the fall 
And there also has been some reports of canola going rancid, but again, this varies so much depending on the field and the environment there. Sarah Tetland is a crop extension specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. StatsCan says a survey shows Saskatchewan farmers will seed more oats and wheat this spring, but less barley, canola, and dry peas. The March survey says spring wheat acreage will be stable at 8.7 million acres, while Durham will jump 6.7%. Oats will be up less than 1%, while canola will be down 2.3% to 11 million acres. Barley will fall to 3 million acres, down 4.7%, and peas will drop 2% to 2.3 million acres. Flax jumps 2%, while mustard drops 4% from last year. The big increase is canary seed, which goes up 11% to 264,000 acres. Rural municipalities are welcoming the Saskatchewan government's new $7.5 billion infrastructure recovery program. It was unveiled yesterday. SARM President Ray Orb says the $300 million for thin membrane surface roads and other road improvements is important for rural economic development. They help everybody, but they certainly help everybody in the rural areas. And, you know, that'll help our grain, our livestock products, uh, you know, get to market, as well as, uh, you know, in some of the uh, heavy uh, industrial areas like the oil and gas areas. You know, if that economy starts to pick up uh, sooner than later, we hope, Orb says rural municipalities are suffering economically from the impact of COVID-19 and the additional funding is welcome. We're really happy that the province is making this announcement that I think it's very timely in the sense that a lot of our rural municipalities, you know, are still suffering because of the issues surrounding COVID-19. And, and, you know, we're starting to get back to normal in this province. So this will be good for the recovery of not only the rural municipalities, the rural uh, economic situation, but also the province as well. The provincial program includes a new $150 million municipal economic enhancement program to support infrastructure in communities across the province. Co-op Hail Insurance is launching a new online direct-to-consumer option for farmers. Chief Executive Officer Murray Bantle of Regina says the Buy Direct option offers farmers a chance to buy hail insurance online and save money. Co-op Hill uh, has been in in our uh, space for 70 years, and uh, really, Jim, uh, the industry is starting to change. We have a direct competitor that came into the market about six years back, and uh, that's having a, a change in the in the way our our producers are starting to do their business. So, you know, for us, it's to offer another level of service to our members, which we're a cooperative. So that's why we're we've moved into that space. So what advantages does it offer farmers, this online hail insurance? Basically what it does is save them uh, a portion of the commission that's paid to agents. I mean, you know, the agents ha- uh, are paid to provide a service, and that's what's removed from it. Um, in our case, it's a percentage of, of the uh, actual rate that goes out, and so they will save money by doing it directly. Uh, you know, However, we still like to encourage that agents are used. Can you explain how much farmers might save? You know, for us, it, it varies. It's probably between 7 and 8%. You know, that's what we're, we're looking at. I mean, there's still costs to setting up this type of operation and still costs to supporting that operation. So uh, they don't get everything that, uh, you know, our agents get paid a little bit more than that, but they don't get it all back. Any effect on service? 
Uh, no, no effect on service. I mean, the great thing about us is we're a cooperative. So, uh, like through our agent mechanism, you also, as a even as a direct buyer, you will still, if we're paying our dividends in a year because we have a profitable year, you'll receive those. Our adjusters will be still the cooperative hail adjusters. Everything's the same. It all runs through cooperative hail. What type of coverage is offered? Uh, we offer up to $400 per acre this year, and we are only offering it on a uh, full cover policy. We're not putting any deductibles on it at this time. And, of course, it has to be able to be paid at the time you enter because the credit card will, will bill automatically. Versus when you go to our agent, um, you have different payment methods. But with us, it's just cash at the time or credit card at the time. Any changes in online services as to what's offered? No, no changes. I mean, it'll, it's a, a new space and a, a new product for us. So, uh, you know, we'll watch how, how the producers like using it for the first year, and then we will retool going forward. How do farmers apply? Uh, they go to our site at coophail.com, uh, www.coophail.com, and uh, on there there will be a uh, member portal or a buy direct portal, and they just go into there, and then they have to register their email and sign up, and from there they go in and enter their land. Murray Bantle is the CEO of Regina-based Co-op Hale. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is your Real Agriculture update brought to you by the Mind Your Farm Business podcast. Stay on top of farm management issues year-round at mindyourfarmbusiness.com. Recently, I had a discussion with Tom Deans. He is author, speaker. Tom, I know that you travel across North America talking to business owners, not just farmers, business owners, about succession planning. This is a challenging, challenging topic for not only farmers, but all entrepreneurs. You know, I, I think I would go one step further, Sean, and I would actually say it, it's such a, it sounds like such a sad subject, right? Succession planning. It sounds like someone's retiring, someone's dying, someone's getting old. It feels morose. It feels dark. And it's really emblematic of why so few business owners do this. And really what I've been trying to do, not just in North America, but in 26 countries, I've been trying to change the conversation, switch the channel and say, no, business succession planning can be an awesome moment in a business owner's life where they actually feel some calm and peace and resolution. The fact that they've done something that so few farmers actually do, and that is get out in front of this issue and transition your farm in a calm super calm, easy, rational way. <laughs> do, do you think one of the challenges that we, we tend to look at this is if like there's like a, a succession in terms of the throne, like in terms of from a monarchy standpoint, like the new king is, uh, instead of it being actually looked upon as like a transition? Oh, absolutely. And I would say of all the industries, from car dealers to funeral directors, I mean, you name it, the industry that I've spoken to, Nothing is more complex and emotional in farming. I mean, their business is under their nails, right? The dirt is under their nails. They're living on their business. Their business is in their living room. They can't get away from it. It is all mixed up. Family and business is mixed up into one beautiful cocktail that is can be so explosive if they don't kind of separate that and get the, get out in front of it, as I said. So I, I just think really what I'm trying to do is take that emotion out of it and say, look, it's a business. You've got to you got an income statement. There is no dishonor in, in, in exploring whether or not you don't have a buyer in the business, in the house. Do, 
there's no shame for a farmer not passing on their business to their to the next generation. It is listen. If Henry Ford's father implored him to be a farmer, because that's what Henry Ford's father was, a farmer, we'd never have the Ford Motor Company. There is no shame in not passing a business on to the next generation. Do you think a lot of that that feeling from the farmer's perspective is the, the legacy component and, and the emotional oh, yeah. tie to the land and the and the livestock and just the historical nature of, of the whole family farming operation? Oh, 100%. In, in farming more than any other industry, no question. That sense that if we don't pass this on to the next generation, the whole community will look at us as a failed family, a failed family farm. And what I try to say is, are you kidding me? I mean, passing a business on to a reluctant next gen, a uh, a, a reluctant next gen who's got passions who lie somewhere else. Maybe they want to be a dentist. I don't know. Play professional hockey. It doesn't matter. One of the great gifts that we can give, which is way more important than what our neighbors think of us, is that gift to go off and explore and be the people we were meant to be with the freedom and the approval of our parents. That Those are extraordinary gifts. Yeah, but Tom, we also see situations where somebody does want to farm. They, they they have the capacity to do so. They they want to be in the business. What, what about those scenarios where people just can't seem to allow that next generation to, to become part of the business? I, I love it. I, I, it's a really great point that you raised. So one of so the first thing I've talked about was just what I just said, which is it's crazy to pass on a business, a farming operation, to someone who's reluctant. The flip side is what happens when you've got someone, as you said, who is super keen, super ready, prepared, and yet they have a parent now in their 70s, 80s, 90s, and they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s waiting for their parents to finally have the conversation around how those shares are going to transition. I mean, that's equally tragic when silence continues to destroy that family from the inside out. So part of my call to action is, I mean, the 12 questions in my book, that's all it's trying to do is start a conversation to find out whether or not you have a real, authentic buyer in the house, a family member who loves that business enough to risk their own capital to buy it at full market value. That's it. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Whether you're out in the barns or working in the fields, you can stay on top of farm management issues with the Mind Your Farm Business Podcast. We talk about human resources. We can attract the right candidates and that doesn't have to come at a high cost. We cover succession planning. It doesn't matter if the next generation is ready if the senior generation isn't. We talk about financial management. Number one, profits is your kingdom. Number two, cash is king. You can find all episodes of the Mind Your Farm Business podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or mindyourfarmbusiness.com. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Get ready for seating with New Holland equipment from Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch, real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, sunny skies, wind northeast 20, the high 14, the low 0. Tomorrow's sunny, increasing cloudiness in the afternoon, then 30% chance of showers late in the afternoon. Wind southeast 20 becoming light near noon, the high 15 tomorrow. Friday night, rain and windy with a low minus 1. Saturday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high plus 6. 
Saturday evening, cloudy, 60% chance of showers or flurries, the low minus 3. Sunday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high plus 4, the low minus 6. Monday, sunny with a high of 7 and the low minus 1. Tuesday, sunny, the high 12. Night, it's clear with a low plus 2. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high near 14. Normal high for this date is 18. The normal low is plus 2. The sun rose at 522 this morning. It sets at 828 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Jimmy Lake at plus 18. The cold spot, Collins Bay at plus 1. Estevan is 10. Saskatoon, 14. Swift Current, 13. Weyburn, 11. Yorkton is 9. In Regina with sunny skies, it's 12. That's 54 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-northeast at 13. Humidity, 26%. Barometer rising 102.8. Sunny and Moose Jaw 13. Winds are from the east at 9, gusting to 30. Once again, Regina, sunny and 12. That's 54 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com and Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. Farmers, get your spot loss hail insurance with SMHI online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable. SMHI isn't. More and more consumers are reaching out to producers to buy their meat direct from the farm. Danica Warnica from Warnica Land Cattle at Momart says there's more interest from the public to buy their meat for summer barbecues. The interest is definitely there. We are getting more calls, more reach-outs on Facebook, social media, on our website for shipping within the province and, and getting our meat out because people want to. They want to secure their meat for the barbecue season, for one. People are actually at home now and are getting back into families and cooking and preparing meals. And with the weather changing, it's, it's barbecue season and people are in their backyards. That's where they're being together as family, doing what they do. No one's traveling, so everyone's kind of sticking close to home. So we are getting a lot more sales with the, the beef end, the steak end, and the burger end of it because people are home now. Warnica says consumers are showing more interest in locally grown food. People are finding that if they can secure a good source of beef and right from the producer, they're going to go for it. And the biggest thing that is happening is that the smaller processors, like our, our person that we use, they are so busy right now. It's almost crazy just how much they're putting through because they're a small company, right? And they're, they're going full steam ahead. So I think more people are going to be going to the producer knowing where their food is coming from. Warnica says there are many growing pains in selling direct off the farm. I don't know if anyone really has the formula down pat yet. And because people are selling off their farm, as long as they've got, you know, a provincially approved facility that is close by that is packaging and processing their stuff, they can get it out to, out to the public. The thing is, do people have the freezer space? Warnica says she can sell various meat cuts, but many urban residents do not have large deep freezes. But if you can offer, you know, a case of hamburgers to someone that'll fit in their freezer, it's just like what they would buy at the store, right? Or, you know, uh, four T-bones because they know that they're having friends come over. So if you can do that and the curbside drop-off too, which is nice and easy and convenient for everyone. Warnica doesn't expect Ottawa will provide much more support to livestock producers faced with keeping their animals off the market for an extended period of time. That's Danica Warnica with Warnica Land Cattle near Momart.
This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Some Saskatchewan farmers have managed to finish combining unharvested 2019 crop, while others are still working at it. Rob Stone from Davidson managed to get the last of his canola off last weekend, but he has heard about the challenges being faced by other farmers caused by the ground thaw. There's a lot of people that are unable to proceed with harvest right now just because the grain is dry but the fields aren't fit for it. So it's a real mix of things right now of of what's going on and everybody's just trying their best to get some fields cleaned up so that they can kind of get going on them or proceed with spring work and decide that they're going to take a couple days off in the middle of May and and do their harvest, you know, clean up some acres then as the ground is dried up. So everyone's got a different plan, but uh, certainly looking all the same goal to be done with uh, 2019 harvest. Stone talks about the quality of his canola. There's a lot of people that are unable to proceed with harvest right now just because the grain is dry, but the fields aren't fit for it. So it was garbage in the fall and it's garbage in the spring i mean it's still saleable but it's certainly not number one canola by any means there's some white ones or gray ones in there some damage and it froze pretty green last fall because of the year we had last year it was really delayed so there was there was some green in it but uh still saleable and uh, 15 percent moisture drier than it was when we harvested it last fall so that made things a lot easier Rob Stone Farms at Davidson. A bit of seeding has started down south, but it's a little too cool yet for many in central areas of Saskatchewan. Jim Wickett Farms in the Rosetown area. He says only a handful of producers are putting crop in right now. I'd say maybe 10%, 15% are starting. Lots of sprayers going out in the field, and Velmar's getting some chemical down for weed control, but... Uh that's about it for going on around here right now. This year, Wicket will be seeding barley followed by red lentils and wheat. A psychologist says mental health care is just as important as staying physically healthy during the COVID-19 pandemic. Dr. Georges Sabongui was a guest speaker on a webinar sponsored by Farm Credit Canada this week. So we always tell people, you know, wash their hands and everybody's obsessed with washing their hands right now to make sure that we don't uh, contaminate each other with the germs. But I would invite you to figure out what the equivalent would be to not contaminate each other with our emotions. Dr. Sabangui has a saying to remember, if you see someone who's struggling, when struggling in the darkness, look again. You may be the light ones that others are looking for. Back in a moment. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia, and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola gained 270 at 435.68. Oats rose 282 at 233.02. Number one red spring wheat went up $1.84 at 224.05. The rest all unchanged. Durham 266.39, feed barley 183.71, flax 618.35, lentils 638.50, yellow peas 280.89, feed wheat 182.70. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July spring wheat rose 7 cents at 514 and 3 quarter cents a bushel. 
The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Now, the latest livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of May 5th. We had a regular sale last Wednesday. There has been a bit of a drop on good butcher cattle, but not as much as we expected. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.68 cents to $0.74. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.68. Cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $1 to $1.24. We had our last pre-sort of the spring last Monday. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $1.90 and sold up to $2.28. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $1.60 and sold up to $2.04. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $1.80 and sold up to $2.04. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.63 and sold up to $1.93. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.53 and sold up to $1.68. Heifers were 15 to 20 cents back from the steers. For more market information, call us at 842-4574. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,700 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 165 to 196 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,100 head, selling in a range of 173 to 205 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up and forward contract prices opened lower this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is down 46 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.4124. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 71.58 cents US. The National Reporting Region continues to exhibit signs of recovery and was 355 US a hundredweight higher relative to the previous day. Negotiated regions once again did not post daily values, citing confidentiality. The move in the national reporting region has now made up for all the counter-seasonal weakness that began at the beginning of April and is approaching the five-year weekly average price and is only 4% off the pace. Strength in the cutout is aiding the price recovery for regions using a formula-based mechanism in price discovery. Lean hog futures plunge lower at the open as the market continues to reconcile the sum of all current information. The move comes despite a relatively good weekly export sales report released this morning, which would normally have likely provided some underlying support. While physical deliveries did come in 12% lower than a week ago, deliveries are still maintaining the pace seen since the beginning of the year and were 72% higher than the five-year average for week ending May 30th. While export sales remain impressive, there's still not enough to shake off the volatility currently being presented in the futures market. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. Crescent Point Energy is reporting a first quarter loss of $2.32 billion compared with a profit of $1.9 million a year ago. It says it took a non-cash charge in the quarter of $3.56 billion due to the plunge in oil prices. Crescent Point says its adjusted net earnings from operations totaled $48.7 million, down from $158 million in the first three months of 2019. The company slashed its capital spending plan and lowered its production guidance earlier this year due to the COVID-19 pandemic and a dramatic decline in oil prices. 
Analysts say an Enbridge plan to use an idled leg of its mainline pipeline system to store surplus Western Canadian oil will help offset lower volumes on the system as U.S. refineries buy less oil to match lower demand. The Calgary-based company has applied to the Canada Energy Regulator for permission to use a portion of its Line 3 pipeline in Saskatchewan and Manitoba to store about 900,000 barrels of oil starting June 1st. Enbridge says it could increase its storage capacity to about 2 million barrels this year on the mainline system with further optimizations in its storage tank program. The pipeline is scheduled to be decommissioned next year after it was replaced by a new segment that came into service late last year. Enbridge is reducing its 2020 operating cost by about $300 million and will defer about $1 billion of secured growth capital spending due to the COVID-19 pandemic. It made the announcement as it reported a first quarter loss of nearly one point. $1.43 billion compared with a profit of $1.89 billion in the first quarter of 2019. On the markets, gains in the energy, financial and industrial sectors led Canada's main stock index higher in late morning trading, while the price of oil also moved up. The TSX index was up 89 points at 14,919. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 320 points at 23,984. The Canadian dollar traded for 71.31 cents U.S. compared with an average of 70.80 cents on Wednesday. The July crude contract was up $1.24 at $26.86 a barrel. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. Tomorrow morning, there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.